joining us for another episode of Hard Truth after a long hiatus. I almost started crying listening to that intro. It's been so very long and we're almost going into a new year. Uh, as of recording, it is New Year's Eve. We are uh, approaching in a matter of hours the midnight mark. And it just felt right to be here and do a comeback episode of Hard Truth, just wrapping up the year and talking about why I've been gone and what might be in store for the next year. And joining me is Jenner. You might know him from Mind Wave whenever that was still going. Hi, Jenner. Hello. It's it's. <laughs> It is still going as of today, but I, I am posting the last episode of Mind Wave um, in in a couple hours here. Oh, Le- Le- Leia says hi. Damn it! But yeah, I'm excited to hear how you've been doing. I'm re- extremely excited for Hard Truth to come back because uh, it's it's I think by far my favorite kind of spinoff. <laughs> Studio Stargazer spinoff show that has ever existed. It's just um, uncontrollably beautiful. And it's because it has... Stop it! Oh my god, this is... It's, you're, killing, you're killing me. Stop. I can get this. <laughs> I, I probably won't, because it's... I'm not, Leia, get over here. Stop it. Get over here. We are an animal-friendly uh, well, podcast, although it might hurt people's ears. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's all—all oh. all mess around in the EQ. Yeah, what was I? What was I even saying? I was just gonna cue something else up in the in the thing, because I guess <laughs> I can do that. In oh, oh, the good things thing. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, make make sure that's in the soundboard for later. But these are some of the most beautiful moments, and the reflection part is really important. Um, I think. The one that hits me hardest is um, when you were talking to Calum and he was showing you the video of, of, of his favorite video. He was looking it up and it was some, you know, video game video of, of you know, some bloody violent gory video game. And mm-hmm. He was like, it's my favorite thing. And you're asking him, you know, <laughs> you don't like to play the games. He's like, no, I just like to watch. And that one, uh, I think. Why did that one hit you? I mean, I know the the violence part of it and the the blood part of it definitely is is hard hitting. But um, what was it about that clip for you that that hit you in that place? Just hearing it from a child. (laughs) Really? (laughs) The kids' voices are some of the most powerful. I mean, Raven and Calum and Only Through Fire, that made the whole freaking piece. Um, it, it just so much creepier having them sing Ring Around the Rosy and be the little kids coughing in the village. That was just like, oh man, that's heavy. <laughs> oh, and it's so beautiful because it's real. You know, they're real kids. But, um, yeah, they, they are my world and sadly also a contributor as to why I took a hiatus. I mean, everybody knows the pandemic. It's been talked out. Everybody's tired of hearing about it, even though it's still a very, um, a very real thing that's going on in the world. And my son, Caleb, he started kindergarten in the middle of the first year. And because of everything going on, everything was uncertain. I put him in virtual learning, which meant that I was his teacher. He had a teacher that was making the curriculum and saying, hey, speed it up, he's smart here, or slow down here, you need to go over that. But it was all me trying to teach him. And then you you fast forward through that first year, and we hit year two, and my daughter's starting preschool. He's starting first grade. Things are still crazy. I'm not really sure what's going on. I decide I'm enrolling them both in the same virtual school that he's been in. So now, not only am I virtually teaching a preschooler but I'm also teaching a first grader at the same time two kids and I'm working from home which was 
valuable and I was so thankful for it. But then when the second year hit, it was like, what am I doing? I, I don't have the time for this. I don't have the patience for this. I have to make money. They have to make good grades. They have to pass. And it's all on me to make sure that they do that. And my, my little side hobby, my love was hard truth. And while I could talk about me all day long by myself, it felt better to have guests with me. But that takes also takes effort to track them down to find the right person are you okay with being recorded will you tell your story even if it's a difficult one and then also kind of helping them to prepare for telling that story and that was like another full-time job on top of teaching these two kids and actually working and it just started to wear me down to where I had no time to just sit and think I, I didn't even know what I was doing and you told me many, many times, just get on there and record. Just record what is going on. It's your hard truth. And you were so right every time, but I couldn't get myself to do it because all I kept thinking was, there are people going through worse things right now. There are people who can't work from home, that are commuting, that are paying for babysitters, that you know, are still getting, having to stay home with their kids because the school locked down because somebody got COVID. And I just kept thinking, there's no way anyone wants to hear about my life. Surely not because I'm, I, I hate using this word, but I'm privileged at this point. Mm. It's, I definitely am. So I just shut down and I stopped doing it. I stopped thinking anybody wanted to hear from me. And I retreated when it, it might have actually been a bit cathartic if I had actually done it. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, this this was I'm I'm having flashbacks to when I was pushing you to start the show and I'm like, Apocalypse Diaries, let's do it. <laughs> let's yeah. write let's write Apocalypse Diaries and share it with the rest of the world because everybody's suffering to one degree or another right now. And they really need to hear from uh, uh, from us, from everyone, from from each other, and be there for each other. You made a really important point about you know there there being somebody there to talk to, to move through it, and finding the guests and being your own secretary. I mean, this is the Mindwave story in a nutshell because I've I've been wearing all the hats uh, on that for years. Um, lost tons of people in the process because for, for the same kinds of reasons they had to step away i took a hiatus myself and from mindwave because i you know got evicted i lost my unemployment i can't get on any kind of food stamps or any of that so um you know i i i very nearly stopped doing it but pretty much everybody um you're you're not alone in that. Pretty much everybody who was part of this at the beginning is is no longer there, um, just because they had to deal with life. You know, <laughs> uh, that doesn't wait. And I feel privileged. I guess my my privilege is that I I don't have uh, a job and I don't have kids to support. You know, I got dogs that I have to hang out with and take them potty and make sure they get breakfast and dinner. But so I feel privileged in that way that I have a lot more time. But I gave myself this time. I dove off the cliff of a full-time job with full benefits and lots of money. I said, you know what? I'd rather do this. Um, it doesn't pay anything, but I feel better doing this. It is insanely cathartic. Um, yeah. And when when we when we were talking about like <laughs> you're asking me like I don't know what's the show going to be about, and I'm like just talk to talk to your kid you. Your kids are there all the time. You're stressed out because you're trying to work from home and the kids are there and they're running around. I'm like, oh, record that. that that's a <laughs> billion dollar show right there. That's a that's real. It's that's yeah. really what I was getting at in in like trying <laughs> desperately to make this show exist because I'm like, people need to hear that. Um, and it's it's because it's about all of us. We're all in this together. And your part of the story is just uncontrollably beautiful. And, uh, it, uh, 
and I'm so I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I need I I definitely need to commit to to some sort of plan and actually start putting things out because when you when you played the back the recording of Raven, who has honestly been the problem child this year um, and the source of a lot of my anxiety and my stress to the point where I almost wanted to send her to a behavioral therapist um, but I realized she's four so like give it time and see if that changes <laughs> but um, you played that and all I kept thinking was you know I could be asking her these hard questions um, about why she's acting the way she's acting and recording it for other parents to hear because I know I'm not alone in dealing with some of the things I'm dealing with um, in her case and I don't know it just didn't I guess what I needed was some Jenner in my life just pulling out a bag of tricks <laughs> uh, oh wait I, oh, 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 oh I have something for this <laughs> you just need a little spark of magic <laughs> uh let's 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 cue that back up because we played it in in the uh in the kind of pre-show pre-game yes but, yeah. but let's play that clip again because it's it is tremendously overwhelmingly beautiful try not to cry listener <laughs> well uh, no try mm, let yourself <laughs> cry rather do you like doing good things for people uh-huh you like helping them? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel when you help people? It makes me happy though. It does? Mm-hmm. Is that why you help people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not Aww. crying, you're crying. <laughs> it's what beautiful. What makes it so much harder to listen to that is that she's the farthest thing from helpful at the moment. <laughs> she's, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I want to go into it. It's just, I'm almost emotional at this point. I'm, I'm run down from the amount of time I've had to deal with it. She just, at some point earlier this year, and I don't know if it was lack of interaction with other kids her age, but... She started stealing things from her brother, from me. We didn't know about it for a while and until I found a large pile of it under her bed. Um, and then I asked her, you know, just trying to get her to tell the truth. Lie after lie after lie. She got in trouble for that, but then the lying got worse. Um, she started hiding food that she didn't want. Like if she ate half a sandwich, she would hide the other half of the sandwich somewhere, wherever she could get it to be hidden. And you would ask her if she ate her food, she would bring you the empty plate, tell you that she did, ask for a snack or something. She wouldn't tell you that she didn't want it or you know, whatever it was. And that came out of nowhere. Um, the food hoarding and hiding and lying about it and then she started manipulating her brother trying to get him in trouble in ways that were very obvious to me you know an adult that's watching it that the whole situation that's going down is she is literally trying to get him in trouble and then if he were to get in trouble for something that I could tell he he had done she would laugh at him in the background while he was or or even if I told her to stop laughing she would have just this vindictive smile on her face and you have to understand like my son is six and he didn't really start talking to the level that Raven is at until he was maybe her age now she's been talking like this since she was two and her range of words has obviously gotten bigger her ability to pronounce them correctly has gotten bigger she understands some of the words uh to a higher degree than she did before but the way that she can talk to you and the way that she can look at you and articulate is of a child that's much older than four years old and when you see this vindictive evil smile on her face when she's trying to get her brother in trouble or she's stealing things or lying it's concerning especially when it's not like a one-off it's a daily occurrence with her and it's been going on for months so 
hearing that recording of her talking about helping people and just thinking of the fact that she's not been helping anybody for this entire year, it feels like, almost makes me want to cry. I've been just stretched so thin trying to figure out what to do because nothing is working. None, none of the, you know, the internet luckily has given us an actual sort of manual to, to parenthood. Well, if they're doing this, give them a timeout. If they're doing that, take away their toy. If they're doing this or that, I mean, you can look up a million different ways to punish a child based on their mentality and the way they react to different things. And none of it works with her. I, I really just don't know what to do anymore. Well, as you, as you were describing the situation, I was reminded of how I was as a kid. I had some weird phase like that where I was, did the same kind of things. And I grew up with three sisters. Um, and I was mercilessly bullied by my older sister. And then, you know, that taught me to do that to my younger sisters. And, you know, I was a pathological liar and manipulator uh, as a kid. Um, and the, the memory that sticks out the most for me was that um, we had a housekeeper because both my parents worked. Um, while we were still t- so I must have been like five or something because um, they were still together I think maybe this was shortly after the divorce but uh, we had a live-in housekeeper and my parents had left her, her pay they put it up in the in the spice cupboard they just you know, put the uh, money back there in the corner of the cabinet and I found it and I took it um, and I went over and you know one of my best God, not again. Stop it. One of my best friends at the time, like, you know, like we went to Circle K and got Slurpees and candy bars or whatever. So, yeah, I was probably older than that. But uh, obviously lied about it. And and she got in trouble, you know, for it because she was like, you know, where's the money? And there was this whole thing around it. And then it became clear that, like, I had taken the money. And. I don't know why that particular memory just jumped out, but I did similar things um, when I was a kid and got kind of a twisted pleasure out of, you know, um, lying about things and getting away with things and getting other people in trouble when I was that kind of kid. So my instinct here, and I'm not a child psychologist or anything, but I'm just speaking from my own experience and the the people that I know my intuition is that Raven is gifted she has a very special gift and my advice is to help her find it she is really gifted at something whether it's visual in 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 art or if it's in in music or audio or something she has uh, uh, a talent somewhere, an untapped skill. Um, you know, when I was uh, a little bit older, I was taking apart, you know, electronics and figuring out how they worked inside, opening up the DVD player, you know, and taking yeah. the laser out and, and putting it back together and kind of breaking things and in, in exploring and learning. I have a feeling that she's a self-learner, um, a self-teacher. Uh, autodidact is the technical term. People who figure it out for themselves because they don't want somebody standing there telling them what to do. Oh my God, it's so weird that you've said that because uh, my son got Just Dance, the game, for Christmas. And we've been doing dances together almost on a daily basis. He loves it. It's my form of exercise at this point. But my daughter will not do it unless we give her the controller and leave the room. And she will do it then. And I kept writing it off as like embarrassment, but maybe she's needing to focus on her own. On top of that, her teachers, they do have in-person learning once a week for two hours. Um, And usually it's me dropping them off, giving off for two hours, coming back and then hearing from the teacher about the day and the week and how they're doing and like uh, recommendations. And what I heard when they started that about three weeks in so three sessions in teacher told me 
she's the smartest one in the room, but she will not admit it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, she's acting like she doesn't know her ABCs. But I knew that she did, so I, I told her that since she knew them, she had to help the other kids learn. And then suddenly she remembered her ABCs and was going around telling everybody else what they were. Wow. I don't know how to handle that either. She's, she's at these very, like, at home, she's mean, she's manipulative, she's lying, she yells at me. And then when she goes out and these people, you know, the teachers who know best how to test her and see what's going on, I just get those kinds of reports back. And it, it, I always just keep defaulting that she's embarrassed and doesn't want to fail in front of anybody, which could still be the case. But it's, um, it's like two very different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> hmm. She has, she has a gift. Find it and, and, and... And cherish it, and nourish it, and and let that grow. Because my skill, my my gift that I was cursed with was the whole sound thing, sound and music. And growing up, um, learning, teaching myself how to play piano. Um, my dad always he saw my gift and, and, and invested in that, and was like, "Do that, do that." And my mom was the polar opposite of that. She was the bad parent who said, you know, you're playing the same thing over and over again. It's annoying. And any any other, my Nana herself said, honey, that's called practicing. <laughs> um, so she tried in a billion ways to squash my gift, um, my own mother and you know, growing up. And, and I felt the same way about it. And I still feel the same way about it to this day until I go back and listen to things like the hard truth theme. <laughs> I still feel that way about my work. You want to hide it. You want to, you want to dance in private. You want to, you want to sing in the shower, you know? So if, if dance is that one, uh, oh my God, she's, she's going to be in Cirque du Soleil in 25 years and be doing, you know, flips off of <laughs> rings and stuff and aerial acrobatics. If, if that's her gift and she'll be beautiful, she'll be the best in the world at it. That's And this is the curse that comes with that. The gift uh, makes it really difficult to find your place in the world, where you belong. Because um, gifted kids feel really out of place and it makes them lash out. Um, because there's no one there that's encouraging them to do that because they feel like it's shameful in a way. And that's precisely the thing that you need to fight back against with love and say, no, that is that you are incredibly special. I, I, oh my God, my parents must have heard this 10 million times with me growing up. They say, he's so gifted, he's so gifted, but he doesn't apply himself, you know? Oh my God. I, yeah. I, how many people just resonated with that? I, in high school, I was like pretty much A's and F's because if I really liked something, easy, easy A. But if I wasn't interested in something, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> uh, so if you were A's and F's too, listener out there, um, yeah, it's it, gifted is the best word that I, I think that we can use. It sounds a little condescending, but it's, you know, the spectrum. It's, it's not, I, I think diagnosing it is the wrong approach, but it is, it is a gift. She clearly has one, and it's making it difficult for her to feel like she has anywhere to exist in the yeah, world. Yeah, I haven't been able to figure out what it is because her, with her brother being so close in age, it sounds like they're not close in age. She's four now, he's six. She'll be five in March, he'll be seven in July. They're like just over a year apart, really. Mm -hmm. And so usually, especially since we're doing virtual learning, um, anything that he's going through that's like an experiment or hands-on or something that doesn't involve writing or reading because she's not there yet, um, I let her participate. And usually I will get, you know, two sets of whatever it is and let her try to do it. And she doesn't seem to be interested in anything. I can't figure out what will capture her. 
We got her a keyboard for Christmas or no, I don't remember when we got it. It was earlier than Christmas. We got her a keyboard and Caleb is more into it than she is and she won't really apply herself. So we've tried the dancing thing and she will only do it when no one's around. She does try to sing, but I'm a singer. And so I'm trying to like teach her the little vocal things that you can do to work your voice and start getting better. And she just do it with me. Um, she used to when she was younger. I have recordings of it. I'm pretty sure I've sent you some of them. <laughs> um, the first singing song. But I can't figure out what it is. She won't apply herself to writing. Um, she won't even try to read. Technology is my son's thing. Like He loves anything tech-related, gaming, stuff like that. He gets just absorbed into it. She doesn't. She will get bored with a, a kid's tablet in like five minutes. I have no idea what will keep her attention i mean even watching tv like just like a little side thing and and her toys i don't know it's like everything bores her she might what is it adhd is that the one where you have a short attention span i don't know she just seems to jump from thing to thing a lot mm -hmm. this is i had a whole show that i was going to build around this called possible minds where it's like some minds just work differently. My it, it my mind definitely works differently because I can listen to a song and sit at a piano and figure out how to play it pretty easily. But I can't read a book um, because the information when I'm reading, I can read a couple pages and then the sentences where it's... You know, we have all these diagnoses like dyslexia and Asperger's and ADHD and all of those things. They're all just labels that we're using to try and describe different parts of how the mind is working. Yeah. But when I'm reading a book, I can read a couple pages and then I will fully read the whole paragraph, but it won't make it from the page into my brain and I'll find myself going over the same thing over and over and over again to try and <laughs> comprehend it even though I just read it this is just different ways of being a mind um, yeah. I, I never passed a math class ever um, I'm 35 years old I never passed algebra one I took it I think two or three times and they're like okay we're gonna put you in business math where you learn how to balance checkbook and I was like I can do that <laughs> you know so um, my my intuition is that it is that it's probably in uh, movement and and dance she might be uh, gymnastics might be um, something. Pro I, I I don't know it. I don't know Raven. I've never met Raven, but it's probably something like that. It's probably something like uh, dance or gymnastics or something because you can't get her to care about things that she just doesn't care about. Um, but there is something that she does, and she really wants to do that. She just feels like she doesn't have any room to do that. There's no place to do that. So. Um, you'll find it you'll you'll find it together and w once you do uh, i give all the time in the universe to that because that's how we get olympians you know what i'm saying yeah i've i've got to find a way to find what it is that she wants to do because she does seem to really enjoy singing a lot like when nobody's around she, I don't think she's old enough to understand echoing, but we can hear her. <laughs> but she'll be in the next room just making up a song. She'll be making up the lyrics and the tune and everything and be singing it. And I mean, she's a little kid, so it is very off point <laughs> and out of tune. But you can tell over time, the more she sings, like whatever she's made up, the better it gets. And... Um, I remember her trying to sing at like five months old and I think that's her thing I don't know I don't want to be projecting though because singing was my passion and I'm seeing these patterns that I'm like this was how I presented this passion and nobody really pushed me in any good sort of way so by the time I actually did start going on stage I was so nervous I had so much stage fright at like 
14 years old that I almost couldn't even perform. And I could sing like crazy if no one was around. So I don't want that for her. I like, I want her to get over that a lot sooner if that's what she wants. But I also don't want to be projecting <laughs> onto my child. Uh, I, I hear that. Oh my gosh. It's probably a combination of a couple different things. Um, it's kind of like the, a deck, you know, out of the deck of cards, you're, you're dealt a handful of cards. Like I, I got, I got music and sound and story and it is, I don't know what else. It, I also got dealt a couple shitty cards, like, you know, clinical depression and severe social anxiety and things. But this this was kind of like Mind Wave was was I'm saying was now because it's it's over <laughs> for now. Two hundred and fifty is enough. Oh, Th- man, this that's w- such an accomplishment. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but that is like I can't I don't even know. What did I make it at like ten or something before I took a hiatus? It's crazy. <sighs> Shit. I'm looking uh, it up. Hang on. Where's the bow? But mind wave was my way of because I've always been the same way. I'm like I can do I can I can dance alone in a dark room by candlelight, but going up on stage and getting in the spotlight terrifies the ever loving shit out of me. You, it, I, I could not be one of those people to walk up on like the America's Got Talent stage and play piano. <laughs> but if you put me in a quiet little room and face the wall or whatever. And then there alone, I can play the most beautiful cover of Fleetwood Mac's dreams you've ever heard. But I, I've always just kept that secret. That's that's my blankie. That's my, and this goes all the way back to childhood. That's mine. That's, you know, this is what I, and I don't share it. Um, I have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of cover songs and like 13 albums that I've never even released because I'm terrified of being seen and it's been this process of being like, no, it's it. And Mr. Rogers beat this shit into our heads when we were kids. I like you just the way you are. It is it is OK to be you exactly the way you are. You don't have to be anybody else. In fact, the things that make you different are the most beautiful parts about you. And those are the things that people are really going to love. You, you may not be good at this. You may not be good at that. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm really good at a couple things. Um, so focus on those things that they're good at, and and just give plant plant the garden, or I don't know, till the soil. I don't know what the best <laughs> metaphor for that is. Give room for those things to grow, and you know it's okay. It's okay if you're not good at math. Not everybody is. You don't really need it because every single uh, piece of technology that we have now is a billion times more powerful than the spaceships that sent us to the moon. So if you don't know how to do math, that's fine. There's an app for that. You don't need to <laughs> stress out about that. And this is kind of goes to the whole fuck standardized tests thing um, because it's, it's total bullshit. That's not the way to, I, I don't know if, if I, well, I say if, but when I have a kid, I'm going to just, that has to be like that's a science experiment. I gotta I gotta buy one in a lab, basically. <laughs> I gotta clone one. Um, but when that happens, I'm I'll be like I will teach you, because um, the the world out there, the system out there, it doesn't understand how the human mind works, um, and yeah. that leads to so much, so many problems. Yeah. Report cards. Fuck that whole way of thinking. That's actually why I have them in the school that I have them in. I I chose it initially because they had a virtual option, like 100% virtual. But what I've learned from them is that they they let the child go at their own pace. Um, For example, my son is in first grade, but he's actually closer to being done with first grade. He might actually start second grade before the year is over, which is also an insanely gifted thing. but it, they, they want to make sure you hit the milestones that the state that you're living in requires of you to be able to move forward. But they let you do it at the pace that makes sense for you. 
Like, as long as the child is putting in the time that they have to per week, it doesn't matter how slow or how fast they pick up things. And they actually let you keep going if, like, for example, just with Caleb, he just suddenly started reading over the summer. And I wasn't even working with him on it anymore. I was actually giving him a break because it was a struggle, you know, in kindergarten. It was a struggle to read. So I was like, I'm going to give him the summer and then we'll start back fresh in first grade. And just out of nowhere, midsummer, he was reading and he was reading big words um, and full books. I would just hand him a book and he would just be reading it out loud. It was kind of insane. Blew my mind. So they're letting him just blast through reading. He's just going as fast as he possibly can. And Raven is because of her whole not wanting to answer questions thing even though she's very smart, she's just on pace. And that's fine. And I love the fact that they let them do that. So I kind of, you know, even though it's been difficult to teach them from home, this has kind of been like one of the best decisions I've made for my kids, in my opinion. <laughs> the own pace thing. Let let the kids learn at their own pace. Because when, when you try to put them at a certain pace, because uh, there are, there are kids that are slower and there are kids that are faster. And if you try to take a kid that's faster and make them slower or a kid that's slower and make them faster at certain things, it just creates problems. Uh, and uh, this, this is, you know, from my own experience. In junior high, they put me in special ed. They put me in the dum-dum kids class where I was basically coloring with crayons. And they're like, well, that's not the right answer. So they put me into a an advanced placement high school that had, it was super fast. They'd cram a whole year's worth of content into a super, into a single semester and be like, okay, go, 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 go. And I was like, that's the opposite. It Polar opposites uh, yeah. way of trying to teach. And they both failed because they didn't let me just travel at my own speed um because once you do that uh, they they'll go the speed of light at something you know they'll they'll be way, way more invested and way more passionate it's just about taking off that the speed limit the governor um and allowing them to go their own pace that is i again i don't have kids i hope to have one someday i was telling somebody this the other day uh because i was like uh i really want to have i i feel like the 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 blood the fire in my viking blood uh odin is demanding sons kind of thing and and it was like this impossible scenario of like well maybe i'll meet a nice lesbian couple <laughs> uh, but somebody li literally i was i was i was telling uh them this and they were like what about lena and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> maybe lena could be your baby factory and i was like oh I've never oh thought about god. that before, but wow. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a beautiful place Who, to take a quick Who suggested that? <laughs> I'm not I'm not revealing names, but it's it's somebody who knows us and loves us uh -huh. that was like, maybe you should put a baby in her. And I was like, Oh yeah, my god. You know what? <laughs> uh, I'm super gay, but I'll think about it. Cause that the <laughs> I mean, there's a whole process that has to happen, and if you're super gay, that might not work out. Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like uh, turkey basters and test tubes and shit. But <laughs> I, I've, I've never been with uh, a woman. I I think I've kissed a girl maybe once when I was like 12. <laughs> but I don't uh, I I don't think I'm gay. Not like that's an identity. I've never been with a girl because I've never found one who is you know fucking cool enough to chill <laughs> you, do, you do have the gay identity though like oh my god I mean, so like i don't know if this is offensive bit. or anything but like you know um maybe it was like the late 90s early 2000s whenever they would talk about like the girls who had like the super gay friend that was like their best friend and they and they portrayed them a certain way in all the movies do you know oh, what I'm talking about? The fag hags. Yeah. The I've, I've, flamboyant, <laughs> just like way too over the top. You I know have what I mean? many fag hags in my yes. day. I 
at one point referred to you as like that's Jenner is my version of that. <laughs> that's that's who Jenner is for me. Because Are you saying you're my fag hag? <laughs> I guess. Is that a positive thing? <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, because it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> it, you, you, you get enough whiskeys in me, I might just put a baby in you. Be careful. <laughs> I'm not that gay, okay? My, my oh, is like, okay, Lara Croft, total hall pass. Lilu Dallas, total okay. hall pass. Yeah. Yeah. I like my strong, independent women uh, who uh, are... Does this person who knows us both know that about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Because I've been pretty open about that. I, that, that I, explains I a lot, then. Yeah. I, I've heard that I appear very strong and independent and all that. Mm. And, and, then, and then, like, when I'm off air, I'm crying all the time. I'm kidding. I'm not actually crying that much, but I am like a ball of anxiety. Mm. <laughs> It's important to cry. It's I I've cried on Mindwave dozens of times, um, and just let it all out, and been like, yeah, yeah, I'm crying about this. You, you, you got a problem, bro? Fuck you! Like, it's, yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, there, there is this the strength. There's a strength in vulnerability. Um, there really, really is. This is what I love about the Lilu, uh, character, the fifth element, love, the thing that saves the universe, because she's. There's a fragileness and a, and a brokenness and a, a strength that comes out of that in that kind of archetype in, in that I really resonate with very strongly. Lara Croft is the same thing. She gets her fucking ass kicked, but she's a badass. Um, do you, do you want to take a potty break? I think we're ready yes, for potty please. break. Oh potty my break gosh. time. I love it. Uh, we will be back. Velociraptor noise. To hear part two of this amazing Hard Truth trilogy. Subscribe to Hard Truth on Patreon. Become a supporter. Help Lena. Help give her a couple extra dollars for groceries help feed her family. Subscribe and support. <laughs> Patreon.com slash hard truth pod no spaces, no punctuation, patreon.com slash hard truth pod. We want to hear from you. We want your story to call Hard Truth and leave a voicemail. Five three nine two six five zero seven zero two.
Yeah, pre pre show, <laughs> pre game, because <laughs> uh, I'm ridiculously excited. Can people listen to this live, or do we have to push it live to everybody? Um, no, there's no live option. Damn. Okay. Um, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving Podbean because it's just too expensive. I'm actually ending Mindwave uh, totally. So. Oh really? Yeah, so that I can do more of these other shows and do the theater stuff and make music and. Okay. No well, worry about that so much. I guess we anyway. could just uh, put this out on my pod bean, I suppose. Yes. Are you Are you still paying for that? I am. Oh I never shut anything down because I never knew when I was going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I waited ever so patiently, and I, I was just like, "Yeah, when you when you uh, I heard the the uh, Voxer noise, I was like, oh, that's Lena. What's up?'" And the, the the idea of like, oh my God, yeah, the universe is speaking right now. <laughs> she yeah. has time. Let's do it. I've been wanting to do this for so long. So, so what are we I'm... gonna talk about? Just like whatever. It's your show. What do you? Oh God. <laughs> it's your show. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> um... <your> suggestion. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, ho, 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 uh, what do oh, we I... want to talk about? <laughs> Uh, hard truth, hard truth. Uh, I'm do I'm doing a new thing on new beginnings. You know, kind of letting go of what doesn't work to make room for what does, and spending my time more meaningfully, spending more time with the people who not only do I care about, but people who care about me too, who've like proven that. You know, <laughs> track record wise. So it's just a, a total refocusing for me. It's I'm not really burning anything, but I'm letting some things burn. Yeah. Um, I'm letting Mindwave go away. For now, I'm just archiving it, you know, because you can archive your show on Podbean for $20 a year um, as oh, opposed wow. to 14 or whatever a month, which is killing me. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have the sandwiches, so... Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna end Mind Wave and still do Spirit Monkey and Interstellar Frequency and The Lion's Den and hopefully Hard Truth. I've been crossing my fingers really hard uh, on on hoping that Hard Truth is gonna come back. And uh, I was just possibly thinking about Alchemy Magic too, about reaching back out there because there are really cool people doing really cool stuff and I, I have just been spread so fucking thin i need to focus on like the people who are actually gonna make a difference you know somewhere and yeah and that comes with you know things like this do you like doing good things for people uh-huh do you like helping them yeah you do mm-hmm how does it make you feel when you help people? It makes me happy though. It does? Mm-hmm. Is that why you help people? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh my I'm not, gosh. I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is so adorable. Is it? <laughs> it is. I I took the time to to cue that up to add it into the soundboard, along with the Raven, because it was like, oh man, good things. That's one of my favorite audio clips I think ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I 
I've actually missed hearing my intro, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't cue that. Do if I have it in an MP3, I might be able to add it. Oh, but no. I love, I love the hard truth theme too. That's one of my favorite theme songs that I've made ever. Yeah, because um, it really, it really just fucking nails it. But we're just ban- we're bantering. We'll we'll stop bantering at five and go into the episode, and then we'll provide five minutes of adorable behind the scenes shit. But mm-hmm. let's just start at five. Um, Are you got okay? So you have all this behind the scenes stuff. You're just gonna capture my like random reactions here. <laughs> <laughs> gonna lead me into it. Um. I, I don't have anything else queued up. That was the only adorable piece of content oh. that I had queued up. Okay. Well except for the except for the actual, you know. <laughs> except for the actual raven. The birdies. Uh okay. Was, uh, hmm. How long do you want to go? I mean, it's entirely up to you. Until it feels like we <gasps> should end it. How about that? Okay. Um Okay. Unless you need I a actually... hard cut off. No, no, not at all. It's okay. it's all about you. So I'm uh, I'm seeing. Oh my gosh, it isn't an MP3. Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? Oh my god, it is. Okay, so oh your show. Welcome back to Hard Truth, and take it take it from there. The show is yours. All right. Stand